Praise the Lord. Um, it just feels like we're celebrating this morning, and it feels good to celebrate the goodness of God and his amazing grace. Amen? Amen. Uh, we also want to celebrate uh, some of our global workers and what they're doing around the world, because yes, we are a local church, but we're a bigger church as well. And so just going to invite Deb to come give us an update. Good morning. Yes, God is worthy. And in our uncertainty of every day, because that's all of us, we don't know what tomorrow holds, we don't know what next week holds, but we are certain of our God, and he holds us. And so we do support five global workers. Uh, Prem Sua, I'll probably say this wrong, Xing Shang Sang is Frank Julek's minister in India, and um, they're doing awesome. They're finding with having had sent the kids home for two years with the pandemic, and now they're coming back to the school, that there's a lot of catching up to do, but they are moving ahead, and they are doing great, and um, the ministry is just so awesome for all those families they support over there. Uh, Darcy and Leanne McAllister are, they spend three months in Asia, three months in Canada, back and forth, um, doing a Zoe course, which is a leadership course to train people over there to become leaders to train their people. And they are back in Vancouver right now. And so they'll be doing um, filming and doing things in Vancouver to get ready to go back over to Asia. And I think they have two more months here and then they're back over there. Garrett, um, Kevin and Julia are in South Thailand, South Asia and working in a ministry over there, um, keeping very busy, helping over there in the country they, they work in. Uh, Tim Schindel, who is our Canadian person, works in the government back east, is so excited because they now have gotten into Quebec, and they're actually having their very first uh, prayer breakfast, um, the first public event in Quebec City. So the faith has become sight, and God is doing miracles and working really hard back east and um i'm pretty sure I'm, uh, oh and prices matt and amber they are actually coming out in the beginning of june so our missions committee is going to meet with matt and his oldest child is coming our oldest two kids are coming up with us and so they're going to just share with us and fill us in on life in thailand and all that that entails so um we have a very short video going to come on. Uh, Murray Cornelius, he's the PAOC leader for Canadian missions. Uh, just a little update on what, the, what we are doing in the Ukraine. And so just keep all these people in prayer. Uh, keep the Ukraine in prayer. If you want to chat with me after, come on over. And there are five other people on the committee, so we can you can come and find out who we all are. <laughs> Thanks. Well, hello, everyone. It's always a delight to give you a little update on what's happening around the world. Uh, really an amazing response to the needs in Ukraine. I was with our Erdo lead team just yesterday and we have received over a million dollars that has come in and that has been sent out through our partner churches, our global partners, through our global workers that are working 
both in Ukraine and in the neighboring countries around. Uh, a tremendous response of the church to respond to the needs of these migrants, refugees, people fleeing the war. So let's continue to pray for Ukraine, pray for the nation and the needs of that nation at this time. Yeah, that's, yeah, good, that's a good reminder. Okay, a couple of other reminders. Not as good as that, actually. I feel like I shouldn't have followed that. Um, first off, we have a couple of events coming in May. So we want to hold a worship night. Just like come out and worship and just spend time in the spirit and see what God wants to do. And that will be on May 15th at nighttime. And the details are on the website, maybe behind me. Um, and the second event is Thursday, May 12th. We want to invite our young adults to come hang out with us, have a dinner, play some games. Uh, we have the college coming up, and they're just touring through the province because they can finally. Um, and they want to spend time with us, encourage us, and we want to do that as well. So if you're in grade 12 to whatever a young adult is, I don't want to <clears throat> put a cap on it but like if that's your stage of life it's not mine but if that's yours we want to hang out with you so um, text me talk to me after the service we'll make sure you're registered and all of that good stuff um, and finally for those of you who are new um, I am one of the pastors on staff my name is Tiffany um, and I look after our student ministry as well and last weekend we took a group of teens down to Kelowna and I know that you guys were praying for us um, and we just wanted to give you an update of what God did because it was a really incredible time were we tired yes was everything a mess absolutely did we love it yes did they encounter Jesus absolutely and so um, yeah we just want to encourage you that like when you pray for us and give and support the church like man you're helping partner not only with our missions committee and the global workers around the world, but you're partnering and serving and investing in uh, young people too. So lots of little clips this morning. Uh, we'll play that here in a sec. I'm going to pray so that when it's done, uh, Pastor Ralph can just come up and take it from there. Father God, we just give you praise this morning. Lord, we just celebrate your goodness that in the midst of an uncertain world, in a broken world, you walk with us every day and you meet our needs and you hear our prayers and so we just pray for our global workers we pray that you would give them favor in every avenue that they're serving that you would bless them um, in every area that they are in need lord and then even abundantly that they could be living generously as neighbors even to those around them god we just pray for our gifts and offerings that we give um, throughout the week and throughout the month to our own local church. God, would you take that and multiply it, that we would continue to just uh, be able to reach the lost as this local body. And Lord, uh, thank you that your presence is here this morning, and thank you for the work you're doing in the lives of young people. And we just, yeah, pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
one of my youth kids, uh, and we're going to go get Slurpees. Water park yeah. this weekend. <laughs> and I also won the bag. Oh yeah, rock, paper, scissors, card. Yeah. Yeah. Is in the nursery. 
and it's tidy in the cemetery. And that's kind of like youth trips. The mess is in the youth trip. It's tidy in the cemetery. And that's what I'll remind myself when I see things like this. This is the cost of new life. This is youth trips. This is chaos. And this? very, very exciting. And we want you to know, Pastor Tiff, that we are praying for your youth getaway. And we're especially praying for you. And Kathy. Where's Kathy? Oh, she's in Vancouver. Well, that's super, man. I, I, I love those kind of reports and to hear of what's going on and in, in lives changed. And thank you. Did you notice that was our bus that they were riding in, right? And that was because of your faithfulness in giving, and we're so thankful for that, too. Kids, come on up, okay? I want, I want to bless the kids uh, before they head off to kids' church. They're just so special to us. And, uh, oh, my goodness, there's Tori. She's just running all over the place. Okay, great. Victoria, why don't you come on up, okay? Um, I want to share something with you here that one of our children wrote last week. And uh, she came to me after the, after the service, and she said, Pastor Al, you, you need to read this to the church. You need to read this to the church. And the Bible says that and a child will lead them, right? And we believe that the Lord speaks to our children with a prophetic voice so often. This is a little gal. This is Mariah. <laughs> what are you doing? You thought I was going to do something to you again? I torture him quite a bit when he comes through the office. This is Mariah. She wrote this, and I think the words are up there for you. It's a little hard to see, but the cross will never, ever fall. We will never let him down. We're not giving up on Jesus. Not yet. Not ever. We will stand with him and never fall, for he is our Savior and our Father. Isn't that powerful? Thank you, Mariah. Thank you, Mariah, for sharing that with us. Okay. Well, I'm going to bless you guys, okay? Everybody, reach, uh, reach your hand out towards them, okay? This beautiful group of children. Not you, okay? You, you sit still, okay? Lord, we thank you for our kids. We know, Lord, that they're, they are the church today. They are the church of today. We pray that you would continue to use them, minister through them, minister to them today. Bless our workers uh, downstairs with them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. On your mark, set, go, 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 go. Oh. Wow, that's super. So special when the kids reach out like that and, and uh, have, uh, have a prophetic voice. It's, it's, it's just powerful for me, and, and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, right now, try to get into this. What do you think? What do you think? Well, here it is, uh, the last Sunday that we get to be with you, and it has been such a wonderful joy to be here uh, together with you, and, and to grow with you through this time. And uh, some of you have, have um, expressed that 
things like, thank you for being here with, with us through this difficult time for us as a church. And um, uh, I know that for many of you, to be without a pastor it has been a little, a little bit unsettling for you. But uh, we want you to know from our perspective, uh, we just, we've enjoyed the ride with you. We've just caught the wave and, and uh, are excited about what God is doing in each of your, your lives. And this is our last message to you. And uh, Carrie and I are going to do it together. We're going to team preach today. Okay? Um, but no, I just... I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm just next. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who's been helping to volunteer when we've been saying we need something. We need people here. We need people there. Make yeah. a meal for John Cherry. Uh, help with the children's church. You've been mm. so ready and willing and able and that's made it easier yeah. for us yeah. just that you've been willing to we're going to miss you you've come in place in our hearts yes but also you've made it so much easier to just uh do the work of the ministry together it's it's not us yeah. it's everyone working together so yeah thank you so much for your love uh, and the acceptance that you've shown us uh, it's, it's just been wonderful. You've been also so very kind to us with your words and your expressions to us, and we want to we mention that too, and we want to bless you. So uh, how many of you, how many of you here like trumpets? Anybody here like, like a trumpet? Okay, we have a couple people. You like trumpets, okay. How many of you actually play a trumpet? Anybody actually play a trumpet? Ah, Danette, I'm glad you're here. God bless you. Okay. Ah, sorry, Danette plays a trumpet. Okay. Um, now, um, do any of you use um, a trumpet through which you, you torture people? Yeah, over there, over there. Okay. Paul does. Now, well, Terry used to use a trumpet that way. When we were involved in youth work, we'd, we'd take the kids out on youth retreats, and um, you know, they were really bad sometimes, and they would stay up half the night just playing jokes on each other, and, and sometimes we'd, we'd get so frustrated, but we thought, we're going to get them back. So usually, they'd settle down around 2, 2.30ish in the morning, and so uh, at 3 o'clock, uh, Carrie would get up in the retreat center, wherever it was. Now we're talking <laughs> a lot of kids, sometimes uh, about 150 kids. And, and Carrie would begin to blow the trumpet as loud as she could and wake everybody up and tell them that we needed to speak with them immediately down in the main gathering room. They all come down there and they'd be, I'll never forget this one time, they were just, they looked awful. And one of them said, this better be good. And we said, well, yeah, it is really good. One of the things we forgot to ask you guys just before we sent you off was, um, how do you want your eggs done in the morning? Like, how many of you want your eggs done well done or, or over easy? And, oh, well, I'll tell you, it was good. So we used it to, to torture them uh, a lot of times. And, and today what we're going to do is we're, we're going to be talking to you about trumpets, uh, trumpets that, that we need to blow. And, uh, but not, not for torture. We don't blow these trumpets for torture. We blow these trumpets for blessing. 
You know that the Bible has a lot to say about trumpets? Has a lot to say about trumpets. And I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Numbers chapter 10. Numbers chapter 10. Um, those of you who, who have studied the Old Testament, you know that uh, trumpets were an integral part of Israel's worship. And of course, we all know, um, I think, or you've heard, that at the end of all time, as we know it now, there will be a trumpet that will be blown. And that will gather in the people of God, and that's referred to as the last trump. And how many of you would say, amen, what a day that will be? What a day that will be. Can you hardly wait? Uh, well, I, I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait for that day. Praise God. Well, in the passage that we're about to read, uh, Moses is instructed by God to make two silver trumpets. And then in Joshua's time, these two silver trumpets became seven trumpets. Now, those of you, again, who have studied this, you know those were shofars. But they were a form of trumpet. And then later on, they became 120 ram's horns. Ram's horns. So I, the question is, what was the purpose? Why a trumpet? Well, we're about to find out in, uh, in this passage, Romans chapter 10. And if you've looked it up or you'll, you'll follow it on the screen behind you as well, you'll, you'll see what the purpose is. So Carrie's going to read that for us. Now the Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble and for signaling the breaking of camp. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, must present themselves to you. When you sound the signal to move on, the tribes camped on the east side of the tabernacle must break camp. Did I get mixed up? No. And move forward. When you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped on the south will follow. You must sound short blasts as the signal for moving on. But when you call the people to an assembly, blow the trumpets with a different signal. Only the priests, Aaron's descendants are allowed to blow the trumpets. This is a permanent law for you to be observed from generation to generation. When you arrive in your own land and go to war against enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpets in times of gladness. So sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind your God of his covenant with you. Look at that. We're reminding God of something instead yeah. of him reminding us. <laughs> I am the Lord your God. Amen. So the, the purpose of these trumpets was, first of all, to call the leader, call the people together and we're calling that assembly okay you're gonna you're gonna find four a's here in a bit okay four a's okay assembly first of all and then to provide for them order as they move the camp out we're calling that advance advance and then to bring the troops to the ready 
in the event that they were attacked or in the event that they were, uh, they were having to go to war for some reason. And we're calling that alarm, calling for alarm. And then to announce the appointed feasts, okay? Each of the feasts was, they, the people were reminded of each of the feasts as a trumpet blew. And you know, folks, just as these, these trumpets were blown in Moses' day, and even as they were blown later, we believe that the church needs to, to sound these trumpets right now. I mean, not literally, but maybe literally, but we need to be sounding these trumpets today as a church. Now, you might have also noticed from verse 8 that only the priests were allowed to blow the trumpets. Well, folks, that was Old Testament. And because of Jesus, now in the New Testament, we are kings and priests. That's what the Bible tells us. We're all kings and priests, so we all, each one of us ought to be blowing the trumpets. All of us. The whole church needs to be blowing the trumpets. And Carrie and I would say this morning, let Prince George Pentecostal Church sound the trumpet. Let it sound assembly. Verse 2, make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble. Call for assembly. Now, just think about the military for a moment. When assembly is sounded, okay, so when assembly is called, the trumpet goes off, or the bugle in, in most cases, calling the army or, or the navy together. The, the, the troops come together. They're usually lined up, uh, and some high-ranking officer comes passing by and checks the troops for their personal appearance. He checks the, the troops for their stance, how they're standing, and if, they're, and if their we weapons are ready. Like, their, their weapons are also examined. Carrie and I, when we first got married, um, we used to watch Gomer Pyle, and Hogan's Heroes. You know, uh, we'd watch all, all the reruns. I mean, you know, that was, it's May the 1st, sweetheart. And um, uh, this month, we're celebrating our 45th wedding anniversary. So that's not in the notes there at all. But, you know, it's 45 years ago that we would sit down, usually on the floor, and look up at our old Didn't TV have a coach. And, uh, and, and watch. And, and you know what? That was the American uh, Marine Corps. But you know what? Canadian, Canadian military, I think, is, is much the same, don't you think? They do the sounding of the bugle. They, they sound for assembly. Well, you might ask, okay, when, when does assembly sound for us? Well, it, it was sounded this morning. You all knew to come, right? You all knew to come today. Assembly was sounded. But it, it also should be so sounded perpetually. It should be sounded all the time. You see, the Lord is ever watching us. He's always wanting us to call assembly. When? All the time. So what happened? What happens when assembly sounds for us as followers of Jesus? Well, we come together, and our commander and chief, the Lord Jesus, inspects us, okay? He inspects our appearance, how we look, 
but on the inside. Not the outside, right? The Lord Jesus inspects our insides. And, and he, he's not a mean Sergeant Carter, is he? He's simply desiring for, for our life to be, to be full. He wants us to live life to the full, to live for the purpose for which we were born. This is why we all need our altar time. We need altar time in our lives. A, a time when we come before the Lord in our own altar experience, to call assembly for ourselves personally, for altar. And, and it's at the altar where the Lord helps us live again according to his word and where he changes our attitude. So we worship him the way he wants us to worship him, in spirit and in truth. And from those altar times, we move forward with him. We move forward. And how we need those perpetual altar times in our lives because it's at the altar where we are altered. It's, it's at the altar time where we are changed. So let the church continue to call for corporate altar times. Just like that, folks. Now, you, you heard that sound of the trumpet, okay? What did, you, what did you feel like you needed to say at that point? Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How about some of you? Okay, think of yourself at a hockey game. Do, 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 do. Come on, charge. Charge. Okay, charge. Advance. Well, you guys are a little slow. <laughs> Does anybody go to a ball game? I don't know. I, I used to love watching the ball game because it gets you excited. I don't know. I get all goosebumps when somebody gets, the team gets going and they're going to win and you get in there and charge. It's excitement, right? Imagine if, if every morning, not just Sunday morning, charge. You'd get up and you'd be like excited to go to <laughs> church. You'd be excited to get up and go to work and, and putting on an Irish accent and I don't know why. <laughs> you'd be excited, right? I can't even hardly stand still. <laughs> Sit still. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Consider that hockey game and think about that. Think about uh, that. Hear that trumpet. Imagine that trumpet going off every Sunday morning, every day, even Saturday morning when you're going to sleep in. If we had that in our minds and could even hear that charge, charge. okay, I'm going to take on today. I'm going to be excited about today, right? Uh, okay, so do we know what to do when advance is sounded? I hope we do. Yeah. I hope we're not um, how to, how to, at, in the army, stand at ease. Slouch. <laughs> Are you ready for anything? Attention! Right? You're ready. We should always be ready. Yeah. We should be ready to get going and serve the Lord and see what the Lord has for us every day. And you know what? I don't mind making a fool of myself. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, don't, you don't have to put your head down in shame because I'm no. up here embarrassing myself. It's okay. Just... Just remember this today. If you remember anything, remember to be ready. Be ready mm -hmm. all the time. 
um, when your pastor, your new pastor comes, when one of the leaders, one of the board members, when uh, Georgia at the office calls you and says, we need, uh, we need some more people for children's church or we need somebody to uh, go, go do the lawn for, for someone. Uh, why am I getting pointed to over there? You guys need help? Oh, they need help. Yes, the techies, they need help all the time. Yeah. They're trying to recruit and train people to get involved in, as techies. Anybody else need help? While I'm here, I can <laughs> put in an advertisement. Okay, but that's what we're talking about here. When you sound the signal to move, the tribes camped on the east side of the tabernacle must break camp and move forward. That's a verse 5, right? We heed it and we cry. Charge. Thank you. Charge. And even as the early disciples did, let us continue to go out and proclaim everywhere the Lord's working with us and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. If the disciples wouldn't have moved, if they wouldn't have been ready, first of all, stand at attention, and Jesus told them to go. If they wouldn't have been ready to go, the gospel wouldn't have gotten all over the world, right? It started there and moved out into the countries surrounding, and now our missionaries go. We go, too. We go to our neighbors first. Prince George Pentecostal, sound advance and charge against the enemy. He's at work, and don't doubt it, but you have more power. You have the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. You have everything you need because when Jesus left, he left the Holy Spirit. We can tap into that. We're going to do that when we pray today, okay? That's right. And charge for the Lord. And then let Prince George Pentecostal Church sound the alarm. Alarm. Verse 9 says, when you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. So consider the military once more, okay? The, this, the alarm is sounded. The soldiers ready for battle. They get into their uniform. They get their weaponry all together. You know, in Nehemiah's time, when he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, he uh, encountered, encountered a lot of opposition from the people who were living there. And uh, it was a constant battle for him. But listen how he and his workers built when they heard of a conspiracy that was going on in Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 15 to 20. When our enemy heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. Am I cutting in and out? Yeah, let me take it. I'll shut this off. We'll, we'll share the mic here. Verse 16, but from then on, only half my men worked, while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand, supporting their load, and one hand holding a weapon. All the builders had a sword belted to their side. The trumpeter stayed with me to sound the alarm. Then I explained to the nobles and officials and all the people, the work is very spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. When you hear the blast of the trumpet, 
rush to wherever it is sounding, then our God will fight for us. You see, when, when the trumpet would sound, they were ready. They had been told to be ready. They knew how to work. They were ready. And today, the church faces a lot of enemies. And we want to ask you today, are, are we ready for that? We need to be declaring alarm against immorality in our world, against crime, against rebellion. There are so many signs of the times that 2 Timothy 3, uh, verses 2 to 5 talks about. And, and this alarm should, should cause us to put on our armor, to take up our weapons and fight. We need, we need to be at the ready. I don't know if you like uh, war movies. I, I kind of like war movies. And, and um, every once in a while, there's a scene where, you know, they'll, they'll, they're, they'll be sitting around. The soldiers will be sitting around. And, you know, one guy's probably smoking a cigarette and uh, just laughing away. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, he's going to be the first guy to go. How many of you feel that way? You know, they're lounging around. Somebody's not acting, paying attention, stuff. He's going to be the first one to go. And sure enough, He's the first one to go. And that's why we need to have our weaponry on. We need to be prepared so we're not the ones that, that will go. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 11 to 18 tells us what our armor and, and our, what our weapons are. The belt of truth. The belt of truth uh, makes us mobile because we know what, what truth is. We know uh, how important truth is in our lives. How about the breastplate of righteousness? the breastplate of righteousness, uh, how we stand before the Lord. Uh, we're pure before the Lord and, and righteous before the Lord. And then the gospel shoes, you know, our feet are fitted with the readiness that comes from the, the gospel of peace. We've got on our gospel shoes. We're ready to advance like what Kerry was talking about. And then the shield of faith because the enemy never stops fighting those darts at us. And he'll never stop fighting the darts at you as a church, trying to defeat you, trying to discourage you. We need the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation over our mind to know that we are secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then praying is in, with all kinds of prayers and supplication in the Spirit. That gives us our courage as we pray in the spirit, as we move forward, and then being watchful, making supplication for all the saints, for all the people of God, praying for each other. You know, we've got an enemy in our land, and we need to be fighting this enemy. So let's sound alarm. Folks, are you ready to sound the trumpet of alarm? Sound it every day. Sound alarm. Sound it to yourself. Sound it to the people around you, to to your brothers and sisters in the faith. And then lastly, Prince George Pentecostal Church, sound for the appointed feasts when we all come together. Sound for those times when we all come together and celebrate. Like today, we're going to have a feast after church, right? In Israel, the trumpet was blown on feast days. Verse 10 says, Blow the trumpets in times of gladness happiness, sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. The Day of Atonement was one of those feasts. That's the one we want to highlight right now. 
will uh, not take the time to talk about all of them. Um, Israel celebrated this feast with sacrifices. Uh, these sacrifices kind of restored their relationship with God. I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore, <laughs> right? We don't have to find the perfect lamb, bring him to the altar, and all of that preparation and all of that ceremony and ritual. It's what God designed for them, and they did it gladly, but we don't have to. Jesus was our sacrifice, right? Um, so their, why was their relationship with God not good. It was severed every time they sinned. For us, all we have to do is say sorry every night, or maybe you do it in the morning, and there you go. Your relationship is better again with God. We have to acknowledge that we sin. Oops, I told a, a, a big story, and it was smaller than what I told. That was my gift before. <laughs> I got saved from that gift. <laughs> But, you know, we all sin with little things all the time, and that's all we have to do is just look to the cross and be thankful we don't have to sacrifice any kind of animal. So the trumpet would sound atonement for the churches today. Oh, that it would. So just, it's, it's hard even to say this, but just imagine it. He's saying God is reminding us atonement. We need to get one with him again. That means we need to say sorry. We need to take time. You know, there are faiths or religions that, that really practice that well. And maybe as Pentecostals, we've kind of forgotten. We still need to take the time. It isn't all joy and glory and raise your hands and whoop-de-doo. We need to take the time to make ourselves one with God. So we talked about the altar, but we need to um, ask for forgiveness every day. Lord, what did I do wrong today? How did I fail you? I'm sorry. And then he just is so quick to forgive us, isn't he? Um, so let the church preach the gospel so that people hear the good news of reconciliation as well. If we're ready, if we're ready, if we're standing at attention, if we blow, hear the trumpet, then we can go and preach the gospel. Let's preach repentance to peop so that people can become one with God too. Somebody told you. Somebody told you. That's why you're here today. That's why you have, not even just here in this church, but that's why you have your faith. Somebody told you, right? Yes? Yeah, somebody told you. Somebody prayed for you, right? And I feel like, as a people of God, we've forgotten about that. We've forgotten our first love, and we've forgotten that somebody told us. We need to be on, on the ready we need to be ready and, and go and tell others, just like the disciples did. That's why we have the gospel, right? Um, and preaching repentance. Don't be afraid to tell people. We need to repent. We, we are sinners. We aren't perfect. We do need to. That part of the story is an important part. We need to do it. Let the church announce a final atonement when we will be united with our God and Savior for eternity. I get the goosebumps <laughs> when I read this scripture, too, because I get all excited. First uh, Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. For the Lord God himself, I wish I had um, Jason here to read this. Jason, when he reads scripture, like when he's leading worship, he has a preacher's voice. I wish I had that voice. Can you add a little bass here? Then I'd be great. Okay. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven 
Yes, with the commanding shout, with the voice of an archangel, the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever from that moment on. So encourage each other this with these words. When we get together with our fellow brothers and sisters, encourage each other with these words. He's asking us to do that. When we get together, remind each other. He's going to come soon, and we're going to get to meet him in the air. Maybe we actually will. I never thought that I would be around when that time would come, but it's feeling like it could happen. <laughs> it could actually happen. So get yourself together and and win people for the Lord, because you want more to come with you. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, a commanding shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God. I hope I get to join him. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then will we be with we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. That's repetition there, but that's so important. So when the last trumpet calls, we'll all meet in the air with our beautiful Lord Jesus. May you as a church always sound atonement. Remember that becoming one with God. That's what it is. So that many may know this blessed hope. So the world can know atonement too. It's not just for me and you. There's so many that still need to know, right? Yeah. So today is, is our last Sunday with you. And some of you have been asking, well, where, where do Ralph and Carrie go from here? Where do we go from here? And uh, we don't r really know. Uh, we're taking a bit of a, a long way around home to Okanagan Falls, where we live. We're going around Saskatchewan way, Saskatoon, where uh, a, a few members of Carrie's family live. Her father, who is uh, going to be 94, and her brother there, and and we have some other friends that we want to we want to see before we go home. Um, but. Folks, we are preparing ourselves for whatever the Lord has for us. And we're having a feeling that it'll probably be mission in Canada somewhere on the reservations where we've done work in the past. We feel that there's a, a definite need there, but it could also be overseas in the very near, near future as well. But, but we're not sure. And, and we are open to the leading of the Lord. And we ask you to, to pray for us through this time in our lives as, as well. But we want you to also to know that whatever we do, wherever we are, we, we want to commit ourselves just like we pray that, that you do. We want to commit ourselves to sounding assembly for our own lives personally on a daily basis and also wherever the Lord would lead us. It could be that we'll be helping another church through their transition in the next little while we don't we don't know that but we want to be calling the church we want to be calling ourselves to assembly we want to be calling ourselves to advance to move forward 
for God's glory, to charge, to, to shine for Jesus, to speak the truth and the word of life to people wherever we might find them. And also to warn people, to sound the alarm. Our enemy is like a prowling lion. He's just looking for people to destroy. Don't let him at you. Don't let him destroy you. Don't let him destroy your church. Don't let him destroy Prince George Pentecostal Assembly Church. Don't let him do that. Stand your guard. Sound the alarm. And then speak the message of reconciliation like what Kerry was just talking about. So how about it? How about it, Prince George Pentecostal Church? How about it? Are you ready to blow the trumpet in your church? Yeah. Are you ready to blow the advance like what Kerry just did for assembly, for alarm, for atonement? If you are, we, we'd invite you to make a commitment together with us now. We invite you to, uh, to stand. Let's all stand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us in a prayer of commitment. And if you feel that you can join in this prayer of commitment to calling at assembly and advance and alarm and atonement, I invite you to pray along with me, okay? I'm going to pray it a phrase at a time. I'd, I'd invite you to join along with me as I pray this prayer, okay? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I commit myself. to sounding assembly, to calling myself to the altar, to calling my brothers and sisters to the altar. Lord Jesus, I commit myself to calling advance. I call myself to be a shining light I call myself to speak the, tr the word of life into people's hearts. Lord, I commit myself to calling alarm. To recognize what the enemy is up to. And to come against him with the, e with the weapons you've given me. I commit myself to calling atonement. Speaking a message of reconciliation. And living a message of reconciliation. I commit myself to you, Lord Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Please just remain standing. Um, last Sunday, when Jason was reading the scripture uh, during the worship time, I saw a vision of little flames, like a teardrop size, little flames coming down and touching people on their mouths, on their lips, on their tongues. And so today, we want to take the time to um, pray and to invite the Holy Spirit to come with his power 
in each of our lives to come down just like that and to touch our tongues and to anoint us to be able to have the courage, to be able to have the strength, to be bold, to be brave, to share our faith, to share our faith, to share the gospel, to tell our story, to do more than just let our light shine, to actually vocally be engaged with the Holy Spirit and be open to sharing, to have the courage to share more, to, to invite uh, the Holy Spirit to use us to tell others about the gospel. Some of us are very shy or timid, and we can't hide in that anymore. Um, he has called us all to uh, be disciples. He's called us all to disciple and make disciples. So let's just take a time of prayer right now and invite the Holy Spirit uh, to come and to anoint us to be able to be more effective witnesses right where we are here in Prince George. I've been in touch with, with some of the, the people from our church about uh, being a part of the prayer team. And, and we want to encourage you that um, for the month of May, there will, there will always be people at the, at the close of every service to come and, and minister to you, those of you who have come here with burdens in your heart. I want to encourage you, don't leave a service like this without really uh, knowing the touch of God in your life. Don't leave. That's what it's here for. That's, that's how we, we, we come to be encouraged. We come to be a, a, anointed by the Holy Spirit, as Carrie was saying. So I'm going to ask those who who've, I've contacted to come and pray right now. Come and stand here. Um, uh, come on up and, and uh, be bold. <laughs> Larry and Georgia, come on. Come on up. And, and Glenn and Deb, if you're free to do that right now. Um, and uh, Danette is coming, and, and Pastor Tiffany, of course. Um, and, and this is how we want to close the service. Also, Jason, I'd ask you to, to go back and, and maybe with some of your team. Um, folks, we're here to serve one another. We're here to minister to one another. And so if, if God has touched you today, and, and, and if you sense in your heart God is mobilizing you to sound the trumpet in your own life, to sound the trumpet for the church. I want to encourage you to come on up forward. Come on up forward and just seal that commitment with the Lord. Do that. Do that this morning. Seal that commitment with the Lord. And this is how we, we want to close the service today. It's uh, just with uh, singing worship songs and... and uh, and committing ourselves anew to the Lord. Uh, Jason's got a couple songs prepared with the worships, uh, with the worship team to, to continue to help us in that respect. Um, but take this opportunity, dear people, take this opportunity to commit yourself anew to the Lord Jesus and to the work that he's called you to do. He is sounding the trumpet. He is sounding the trumpet for us, and we want to take up that trumpet and sound it for his glory. We love you all very much. You'll continue to be in our prayers. 
and we'll be excited to hear how God uses you as, uh, as you move into the next chapter with Pastor Scott. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Carrie, we'll just close in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We just invite the Holy Spirit to come now and to touch people right, right in their lips, right in their mouth, right in their tongue, to touch them, that they might feel it, that they might know that you are giving them the power to be more effective witnesses. There are few even that the Lord is calling to preach. And so those of you, you know, and I'd like you to come and just be anointed with oil and come for prayer. And anybody else who wants to come and be anointed and be prayed over to just have more courage, more boldness, more strength, more grace even to be a, a more effective witness, to tell your story, to share your faith with others. Just come forward, even if you're in the balcony. If you're at home, just pray the prayer yourself. Just, just close your eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to empower you. Jesus left. He left us the Holy Spirit. So let's use it. Let's use it to the fullest. Let's be more than just lights. Let's tell the story of Jesus to others. Just come forward. You know the Lord's talking to you, so just come forward and be prayed for. And don't walk away weak and timid. You can be humble, but don't walk away weak and timid. Walk away from here today feeling that power, feeling that uh, courage, that holy boldness to be an effective witness wherever you go, at your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your family even. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Move right now, Holy Spirit, move.